0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. And it's also a communion Sunday. It's the first Sunday of the new month. Is anybody grateful to God for that? Look at your neighbor and welcome them to April. Tell them welcome to April. Help me ask your neighbor, has God been good to you? Can you imagine one quarter has already gone by? Is there somebody that God did something marvelous for or just blessed you in the last quarter of the year between January and March? Can you just take 10 seconds and give God the praise? If God touched you, if God healed you, if God blessed you, if God made a way for you, if God provided for you, if God protected you, if God preserved you, if God forgave you, if God gave you hope, if He gave you peace, if He did anything for you, or if He just revealed Himself to you, that the first quarter has gone by Father we just want to thank you now thank God for this second quarter this new month and this new quarter thank God that April is going to be a wow month for you in fact declare over your life that April will be better than January to March put together that this second quarter will be far greater than the first quarter? Is there somebody with hope and expectation this morning? That your path is going to shine brighter and brighter. It's not going to get dimmer and dimmer. No. It's going to get brighter and brighter for me. Come on. Give God praise in anticipation of what he's about to do in your life. Father, we give you praise. You're such a good God. Such a faithful God. And we celebrate you today. And as we remember Easter and we remember Calvary and we remember resurrection and redemption today. Thank you Lord that everything that you have obtained for us that we are not yet enjoying. You will begin to help us more than ever before to begin to take advantage of these things. That we can experience them and enjoy them to the full. till we are satisfied, glory be to God. We give you the praise. We ask that you send your word to us again this morning. Speak to our hearts. Touch us one and all. Lord, we pray that nobody will leave this service the same way we came. In Jesus' name. Amen. I think. Okay, let me summarize it or uh, Make it a bit brief. Experiencing. And by that, I mean satisfactorily experiencing it and enjoying it. I think one of the biggest burdens in my heart this season is seeing Christians that are not enjoying what is rightfully theirs. Maybe because they are not aware that it is theirs. And many times, I think it's because people just don't know what to do. So, I want to talk to you about experiencing satisfactorily the benefits of Calvary in your everyday life. Glory be to God. Jesus died. That is a fact. We are not going to even dwell that much on it this morning. For many of us, this is not your first Easter. Particularly if you've been coming to church regularly. And even if you, today is even your first day in church, I'm sure you have heard about Jesus at one time or the other. Over 2,000 years ago, He came to this world to save mankind. Glory be to God. Mankind was in a hopeless state. Hopeless as in we had problems that we did not have solutions for. They were bigger than us. And the main problem or the root problem was sin. 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 But sin wasn't the only thing. That sin, which was originally the sin of Adam, it now had other consequences like sickness and poverty and failure and shame and depression and oppression. Pretty much the things we still see people all over the world suffering today. Whether they are in a third world country like ours, an underdeveloped country like ours, or whether they are in a developed country. It differs from place to place, but humanity is still suffering the consequences of these things. And on that fateful day that Jesus died on that tree, not only did he offer and provide a permanent solution, an eternal solution for the root problem, which is sin, he also dealt with every other consequence that has come to humanity as a result of sin. Can I hear somebody shout a loud amen? So today, we can declare that we are forever forgiven. Just because of what Jesus did on Calvary. We are forever blessed. We are forever graced. We are forever healed. Hallelujah. Forever. And when I say forever, I mean it's a supernatural kind of forever. It's a forever that deals with our past. Glory be to God. That deals with our present. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and that deals with our future. Because of that singular act of what Jesus did on Calvary, no devil or situation should be able to use something that happened in your past, whether it was in your own lifetime, or in your father's lifetime, or in your forefather's lifetime, nothing should be able to use what happened in the past to punish you today and tomorrow. Unfortunately, many people suffer from that. But when you begin to understand the benefits of resurrection and redemption and Jesus' sacrifice, you will realize that whatever my forefathers did or whatever I did in the past, I may have killed somebody. I guess that's how bad it can get. I may have stolen money. I may have told lies. Or my father may have killed somebody. He may even have used human beings for ritual sacrifice. I mean, people understand that's a very bad sin. (laughs) And that has negative consequences. But whatever happened in the past, glory be to God, as far back as the garden of Eden, the original sin that Adam committed, it does not have power to negatively affect me today in the name of Jesus. Because I'm forever forgiven. Hallelujah. I'm forever healed. Eternity past, my present life and eternity future. Glory be to God. That's what we have. And what I want to begin to share with us today is how you can enjoy that. How you can enjoy that. I still see too many people Suffering from the weight of the guilt of sin, the shame of sin, or even the punishment of sin. People are still suffering from the mistakes they made five years ago, ten years ago, some people. Because they don't understand this truth or they have not learned how to take advantage of this truth. I won't be surprised if there's somebody here that did something very terrible five years ago and because of the guilt and the shame of what they did, they are still embarrassed till today. Still weighed down by the guilt of that thing. Still condemned by it. That's what we want to talk about. Is anybody interested? Romans chapter 6 verse 10. I want to share several scriptures with us, maybe 10 or 12. And I have very limited time, so you need to move with me this morning. Romans 16, for the death that he died, speaking of Jesus, he died to sin once for all. Easter weekend, like this weekend, on a Friday afternoon, Jesus hanged on that tree and he died for your sin and my sin. He only had to do it once, it was that powerful. Once for all, he died to sin, but the life that he now lives, and after he died on Friday, on Sunday morning like this, he rose up again from the dead, hallelujah, just to prove that he had victory over sin. The life he now lives, he lives to God, and I want to add forever to that. Hebrews 9 and 12. The latter part of the verse. With his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all. Let me hear somebody shout once for all. Having obtained eternal redemption for us. That's what eternal death speaks of forever. It's a redemption forever. Covers every man from Adam till present. And every baby that will be born from today till the end of time. Somebody shout eternal redemption. That's what he did. That's how far reaching it is. Glory be to God. Just like every human being has suffered the consequences of Adam's sin in the beginning. Every human being that will believe in Jesus and what he did on Calvary Street can enjoy the benefits Of this wonderful gift that Jesus has made available for you and I. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Some people don't have a problem with accepting the fact that Jesus has paid the price for their past sins. Their problem now is, okay, I'm a Christian and I'm I'm still sinning or struggling with sin. Hear the word of God. 1 John 1.9. There's a solution for that as well. So in case you are still feeling guilty because of something you are doing or you are dealing with, please help me tap your neighbor. There's a solution for that one as well. If you confess that sin, 1 John 1, 9, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. The previous verses said cleansed us. Hallelujah. Okay, sorry, I I, I jumped a bit. I've not read one verse to you. But talking about that, we are forgiven. He is able to cleanse us for present sins. Cleanse us. Look at 2 Peter 1 9. 2 Peter 1 9. He who lacks these things is short sighted, even to blindness. Watch this. This is where we are going. And has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past things. So, Peter in 2 Peter 1 9 talks about cleansed from the sins of the past. Glory be to God. John talks about cleansing for the current and future sins. It's an eternal redemption. We are forever forgiven. Glory be to God. Forever. No matter the mistake you make today or you have made before, Jesus has provided forgiveness for you in the name of His blood. Hallelujah you don't have to suffer from the guilt of that sin and you don't have to suffer the consequences. Actually, the punishment Jesus suffered on the cross was your punishment for that sin that we are talking about. Oh, glory be to God. I am forever forgiven. Can I hear somebody shout a loud amen? Let me tell you four other that things that has happened because it's not just sin like I said. And I, I'm, I'm limiting it to just five things I want to cover this morning because of time. Say with me, I'm forever forgiven. Number two, you are forever favored and forever graced. Now, the word favor and grace really mean the same thing, but I, I, I want to distinguish something about them. Favor is just unmerited favor. God giving you something you don't deserve. And that will keep happening forever. Can I hear a loud Amen. But what that does for you, see, we need to be able to define what favor is and what it does. What is favor? It's God showing you mercy, showing you kindness, showing you goodness that you did not deserve. Unmerited. Unmerited gifts. You and I did not deserve for Jesus to go and die for us. We were not worthy for him to go and die for us. In fact, the scripture says, while we were still sinners, he died for us. So it's not because we had our acts together or because we were nice or good-looking. No, it was an act of his favor. Glory be to God. It was unmerited. Hallelujah. We did not qualify for it. We did not work for it. We did not earn it. We did not deserve it. And God will continue to do that for you forever. Hallelujah. He will continue giving you things you do not merit. Husbands, you do not merit. Wives, you do not merit. Money, you do not merit. Promotion, you do not merit. For how long, somebody? Forever. You are forever favored. And what that favor does, that disposition, how many of you are parents here? I mean, just imagine all the things you do for your children. Do they deserve it? No. But you have that disposition to to do that for them. That disposition will be forever. Glory be to God. There's nothing you can do or you will do that will stop God from favoring you forever. So that's what it is. That disposition to, to bless you beyond what you deserve. What that favor does is it imparts. It imparts boldness. And that's what I mean by grace. I want to use grace for that. So I want to use favor. They are both the same word. But one of them is what, I'm saying favor is that disposition to do you good that you don't deserve. And I'm telling you that what that disposition produces is that it imparts certain things to you. It will impart boldness to you. It will impart confidence to you. Hallelujah. It will impart power to you. It will impart wisdom to you. And it's going to happen forever. Glory to God. Say with me, I'm forever favored. I'm forever graced. John 1 16 of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace it's a lot clearer in the amplified for out of his fullness John 1 16 amplified and it defines fullness this way: the super abundance of his grace and truth. We have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, gift heaped upon gift. Hallelujah! Forever, forever. Number three: you are forever loved. Forever loved. God will never stop loving you. God has always been loving you and he will keep loving you. John three sixteen. you know it very well, but look at it again for the purposes of what we are talking about this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son on Calvary to die for you and I and all humanity. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I love verse 17 also. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Please let me look into somebody's eyes and say God will never condemn you. And God has never condemned you. God will always love you. Hallelujah. That's the plan. Glory be to God. The only people that will eventually get condemned are people that don't accept what God has provided. Will you accept it this morning? Some of us have accepted it already. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Beloved, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. What manner of love... John 3.16 says, so loved. First John 3 says, what manner, what dimension of, what kind of love is this? And it's a forever love. Praise God. Number four, you are forever healed. Hallelujah. Now, this some, these are the kind of things some people will struggle with. Ah, I'm still feeling symptoms in my body. Oh, I still sinned yesterday or even this morning. Oh, I, I still feel, um, I, every time I come into church or gospel, I don't feel qualified. No, that's your feeling. What I'm preaching to you this morning is not your feeling. What I'm preaching to you is the truth. You are forever forgiven, hallelujah. You are forever favored, forever graced, hallelujah. You are forever loved and you are forever healed. Forever. Forever. From the crown of your head to the tips and the soles of your feet and everything inside your body healed completely because of Calvary. It has nothing to do with how you feel. It has everything to do with what Jesus did on Calvary. Matthew 8, 17. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Glory be to God. That is worth reading again. On that tree on that cross, on that faithful day, that faithful Good Friday. That's why we call it a Good Friday. That was the day He took all your sicknesses and bore all your infirmities forever. Glory to God. It's not like He took them and then you can bring them back. No, He took it forever. Isaiah 53 verse 5 He was wounded for our transgressions He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And here is the punchline. By his stripes, we are healed forever. Glory be to God. Man, it's things like this that make it possible for people like me and so many other people to come and stand before you and testify. I have not been sick in 25 years. That one is a fact. And it can happen for everybody. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. Why you are forever healed. Forever. Lastly, this morning, because of time, you are forever blessed. Forever blessed. I love the way Reverend George taught us about that word during Supernatural. Help me ask your neighbor, are you still um, hearing your supernatural messages and your supernatural prophecies? I have to sneak that one inside my messages from time to time. What does the word bless mean? It means to help you. It means to put his fingerprint upon you. I think that's the one that I enjoy the most. It means to empower you to prosper. And I think he shared about two or three other things. Forever. God will forever help you. God will. The Bible said he has inscribed you on the palm of his hands. That anybody that touches you touches the apple of his eye. Glory be to God. And that is now forever. Praise God. Ephesians 1.3. I love the title in my Bible. Our redemption in Christ. So this verse and the subsequent verse after it is describing our redemption in Christ, and this is how we described it: "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." This is the description of redemption, who has blessed us, pastors, blessed us with all spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, forever. I'm adding that forever to all these texts this morning. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Galatians chapter 3 verse 9. Galatians 3 and 9. So then, those who are of faith, those who believe, they are blessed with believing Abraham forever. 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 Glory be to God. My prayer this morning and in this season of our sojourn together in this church is that everybody under the sound of my voice and every member of this church will from this day know that you are forever blessed, you are forever healed, you are forever favored, you are forever graced, you are forever forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. Forever. That means every blessed day, every blessed hour, every blessed minute and every blessed moment. And not just from your present into the future, including your past. So no devil will come and tell you, it's because of something your father did. You know, they went to your village and they found out that your father was the, your great-great-great-grandfather was the chief list And that's why all these sicknesses are coming to the family. That's why nobody can marry. And those things are real. But anytime you hear that kind of thing and they want to attach it to you, you should let them say, I'm forever forgiven. When Jesus hanged on that tree for me, hallelujah, his blood cleansed me of the consequences of whatever my forefathers did. Glory be to God. And you walk free of those things. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Look at Revelation 5.12. This is one text that summarizes everything for me. This thing is so big. I'm stopping at those five things because of time. We can go on and on. Go on and on. On what Jesus did once for all. On that cross. On that faithful day. And rose up to enforce on Sunday morning. Died on Friday, rose up on Sunday. And here we are 2,000 years after enjoying the benefits. And I believe what we need to do is to see to it that we enjoy it satisfactorily. Satisfactorily. Be blessed satisfactorily. Be forgiving sanctified satisfactorily. Not that there's one guilt in the corner of your mind or one condemnation at the bottom of your heart. No. Be healed satisfactorily. Oh, hallelujah. Be favored satisfactorily. Be graced and empowered satisfactorily. Amen. Revelation 5.12 Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. That's why we are singing those songs we sang this morning. He deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. He deserves to be hearing us singing and declaring every day, the resurrected King has resurrected me. He deserves to be hearing that. He deserves to be hearing us declare that old hymn we sang. I will cling to the whole rugged cross. Well, the songwriter wrote, someday I will exchange it for a crown. That is good. But I prefer this rendition. Today, I exchange it for a crown. Hallelujah. I can start enjoying these things right here and now. As I desire it and as I require it. It was a rugged cross for him. It is a crown for me. It has benefits for me. It was suffering for him. It was pain for him. It is pleasure for me. He died because of it. I live because of it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me begin to close. Experiencing and enjoying these things. That's where I'm going. Experiencing it. May the Easter message not be a Sunday morning sermon for you. Only a Sunday morning sermon. May the Easter message and the cross of Jesus not just be something they do in your church every March and every April. That amen needs to be louder. If I told you, I understand what I'm saying. May the Easter message not just be a song we sing from time to time in church. I'm praying, and I hope you are hearing this prayer. May this Easter message not just be something your pastor preaches to you from time to time. May you live out the benefits, may you enjoy the benefits. In your marriage, in your body, in your career, financially, academically, spiritually, in every aspect of your life. May you experience and enjoy the benefits of what Jesus died for. No Christian ought to be sick another day in their life. And I say that respectfully knowing that there are people here that have sicknesses in their body and i'm not abusing you i'm not trying to condemn you i'm not trying to make you feel bad about your condition i'm telling you the truth that's why we preach it it is the truth the sickness in your body is not the truth by the stripes of jesus you are healed is the truth No sin, no Christian, not to be broke. Or poor. Or needy. And I say that respectfully, knowing that, that there are people here that have financial challenges. In fact, they are starting a series of teachings in two weeks' time, fixing financial challenges. I'm not saying that to embarrass anybody, to make anybody feel bad. I'm saying it for one reason and one reason. No, it is the truth. Jesus paid a price for you not to be broke another day in your life. Hallelujah. Nobody ought to be unhappy in any area of your life. You should be satisfied with favor, with blessing. With healing, with forgiveness, with resurrection, with restoration. In every area of your life. That's what Jesus died for. And that is the truth. And I'm telling you, for anyone that has sickness in your body... you are going through financial challenges or marital challenges or anything that is making you feel sad the beginning of the journey to your overcoming that adversity is accepting that what i'm telling you from the word of god is the truth can i hear someone shout with me i will never be broke another day in my life If I can find one believer that will declare with me this morning, I will never be sick another day in my life. Can I get a witness that can even rise up on their feet with me and declare boldly, sin shall no longer have any dominion over me because of the cross of Jesus. Let me hear you shout, "I I believe. Lift your hands if you believe and give the Lord praise for some 10, 15 seconds. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Don't stop. Give him praise. Give him the glory. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Is the lamb. Remain standing. Let me read that verse to you. Revelation five twelve. Remain standing. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power. That is grace, enablement. So the favor is God's disposition. What the disposition does when you accept is that it empowers you. Hallelujah. He received favor and power. He received riches. He received wisdom. He received strength. Another dimension of power. He received honor. He received glory. And blessing. What is he saying? When he's saying, worthy is the lamb. Of course, we know the lamb means Jesus dying on the cross. And when he said he received, he's telling you that when Jesus was dying and hanging on that tree. He was obtaining those things for you and I. Hallelujah. Say with me, Christ is my power. Glory be to God. Say with me, Christ is my riches. Hallelujah. Say with me, Christ is my wisdom. Christ is my strength. Christ is my glory. Christ is my honor. Christ is my blessing. And it is available to me and for me. For how long, somebody? I can not hear you this morning. Shout it the loudest you can. Forever. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Please take your seats. That is Easter. That is the message of resurrection. When he rose, hallelujah. The Bible said he raised us up together with him. If we believe, so what we need to learn and master and be very good at is how we can be always, because this is available forever. There's nothing like you win some, you lose some. Mm-mm, that's not the package Jesus did for us. You will never see that kind of thing in your Bible. Like, you know, Jesus allows you to be sick sometimes. Or the price he paid, it means there are some days you can be poor. When there's recession, you shouldn't have money. Mm. It is forever. Acts chapter 1. The Bible told us something happened. I I, want to get into how you can be experiencing it. I've tasted a bit of these things I'm talking about. Tasted some some of these things. Verse 3. The Bible said Jesus did something after he died and he resurrected. This is very instructive. He also presented himself, Acts 1 and verse 3, after his suffering, referring to the suffering on the cross, he presented himself by many infallible proofs. That's what you need in your life. You need a lot of infallible proofs, evidences, convictions. Many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. What was he telling you about there? When Jesus died and rose again for the next 40 days after his resurrection, he stayed with the disciples and he was convincing them, teaching them, proving to them, pointing to them the effects or the consequences of what he had accomplished on the cross. And he gave them proof. Because I died and I rose again, you don't have to live under any cause or bondage of sin forever in your life. You can live a righteous life. In fact, I impart to you my righteousness. I impart to you my power. I impart to you my wisdom. You don't have to be confused. I, I don't know what to do. Jesus knows what to do, sir. Jesus knows what to do. Praise God. And I believe that verse. In fact, let's read from verse 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. This verse holds the key to how anyone and every one of us can always, consistently, continuously, forever experience and enjoy the benefits of what Jesus obtained for us. The former account I made, fellows, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day when he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That is the key there. Those 40 days, this is the original aftermath. I've talked to you about the aftermath a lot in this church. The original one. Those 40 days made all the difference. The disciples learned so much, saw so much, experienced so much about the resurrected Christ. That even after Jesus went to heaven, they were able to reproduce everything Jesus did while he was on the earth. Walking in the benefits of what he finished on the cross. That's the key. That's the key listen to me, child of God, you need to sit down and learn what Jesus did for you that is written in the books. If you are not enjoying the healing, I'm telling you, you've not done what these disciples did. If you are not enjoying the riches, I'm telling you, it's because you've not done that 40-day journey they did. You've not Now, your own may take more than 40 days. Most likely may take because they are the benefit of the resurrected Christ teaching you. It's Pastor T. that is teaching you. I hope you know Pastor is not as good as the resurrected Christ. Praise God. But I'm telling you, if you will sit down and learn. Sit down and learn. Sit down and learn. Down and learn what was done? Because it has been done. And it is real. And it is true. That lack in your life is a lie. The real truth is that Jesus has made you a wealthy person. That depression in your mind that is making you sad and cry at night, it's a lie. The real truth is that the joy of the Lord is your strength. But to walk in it, to experience it, you need to sit down for 40 days and learn. You need to. That's it. It's not about one man of God praying for you. Nothing wrong with a man of God praying for you. But that's not what Jesus did. They didn't tell us Jesus prayed for them. No. They said Jesus sat down with them for 40 days. He began to explain to them the things that he did and he taught. Showing them many infallible proofs. They didn't say Jesus prayed for them. Did he pray for them? Of course He did. but imparted truth into their spirit. Hallelujah. I need to close. So learn. Pastor, what should I learn? Let's start with the things we've been teaching in our Word Wave classes. Learn what it means to have new birth. We taught that to be born again and redemption. Learn it very well with proof With proof, the next time malaria comes to attack you, try and stand up to it on the ground of what you have been taught, that you are now a child of God. Learn what it means to be a new creation. We taught that. You see, they said he was teaching about things pertaining to the kingdom. These things are the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That if anybody will accept Jesus, he will become a new Born person, a new creation. He will be redeemed. He will be forgiven. Learn it. And learn how to use it in everyday life. Learn faith. We taught that the last two Sundays. You start from somewhere. You start from somewhere. Now, watch this before somebody starts saying, Hey, Pastor, I didn't go to school. I don't know how to read. I don't know how to write. Can you remember the people Jesus taught these things to? They were fishermen. In fact, what they said about them is that they were ignorant and unlearned men. Peter did not go to school, he was a fisherman. Is it good to go to school? Yes. But that's not what we are talking about. These things are spiritual truths. Hallelujah. And they can be spiritually communicated. If you will sit down to learn. Praise God. He presented himself alive after his suffering. By many infallible proofs, being seen by them for 40 days. And speaking of things, pertaining that's what he was doing. He was just teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them about new birth, teaching them about the new creation, teaching them about faith, teaching them about the church. That's what we're going to study next Sunday, our final class in Word with. What does it mean to be in a church? What is the church? What is the power in the church? What is the benefit of the church? Taught them those things. Then after 40 days, he left. And on the 50th day, the Holy Ghost came. They took the world by storm. Hallelujah. I see somebody under the sound of my voice. As you embark on this journey I'm about to announce, your life will be a world transforming life in the name of Jesus. So God told me to announce to this church, let everybody take their own 40 to 50 day journey. Individually. Have your own original aftermath. Today is Resurrection Sunday. It was that Sunday evening. Jesus started with those two disciples on the way to Emmaus. And the Bible said from Genesis, he began to show to them everything concerning himself. And when they got to the dinner table, they compelled him to wait and eat dinner with them. And as he broke bread, their eyes were opened. Then they saw for the first time, wow, Jesus is alive. Somebody needs to see that Jesus is alive. Since for some people, Jesus is just one religion, fictitious, something we teach in church on Sunday morning. You know, you've not seen the resurrection Jesus, resurrected Jesus. Hallelujah. Go on your own 40 to 50 day journey. Personally, and then come to church. I taught some amazing things last Wednesday. If you are not here, I will advise you go and get the message. I'm going to be teaching some amazing things in the next 40 days. The revelations God has given me for this church. Just so that I can enjoy the benefit of Easter, they will transform your life. Hallelujah. Go on your 40 to 50 day journey. Let's round it up, two months. Make the month of April and the month of May two months of a learning expedition. Let me even see the resurrected Jesus and what he has obtained for me. Let me see. Like I've never seen it before. And I'm telling you, child of God, you begin to enjoy amazing things that Jesus obtained for you. Are you with me? All right. Rise on your feet. Let's close this morning. We're going to partake of the blood. We're going to trigger something this morning. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC filling station, First Bank bus stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at Kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 two three four eight one zero. Zero 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 six four zero.